Welcome to John Wayne Lie to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, the new guy. And it's not new, but old in the place that he lives is the same, but new. John Wayne, that's right. Here I am, back, back again for the second week in a row in my new digs. That's right. I'm in the studio of evil located in the West Wing of Wayne Manor. Yes, I used to be remanded to the East Wing in the Library of Evil, but we have since uh, <clears throat> moved the entire library to the, the Studio of Evil. Now it's the Studio of Evil, and we are here, and uh, it is awesome. The week has been uh, great. Thank you guys for joining me for another week. This is the week of Christmas. Oh, 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 oh. That's my Santa Claus. I've got some uh, nice black coffee here. I've got uh, oh some green in the green here. I got the Green Lantern back in full effect. If you remember that from last uh, week, that's my 22 year old bong that I have. 21 years old that can drink now. Uh, so, so I like to celebrate that, and I'm smoking out of it, so that's very good um, and fine for me, and um, and it's been serving me well. Uh, yeah, so like I said, this week, this has been uh, another good week for me. I have to say, I am um, uh, here, you know, getting things situated in the old studio of evil. <clears throat> yeah, sorry, I'm going to take a little sip of the coffee here. I just hit that bong, and it's a good Mmm. But anyway, yeah, I had a great I had a great week. Uh as far as getting the studio here together some more, I have uh you know been hanging some more art, kind of uh fiddling with the placement of things. I've got a real nice setup for my guitars. I changed the strings on a couple of my guitars. Um you know, I you know got got just it's just good. It's everything's everything's coming up uh Millhouse with this situation, you know. I I'm really happy with the the way that my desk is with my you know, I have all this room for activities. I'm not like in that little corner desk, all hunched over and cramped. And uh, you know, of course, I have decoupage it with the uh, you know garbage belt kids, and it looks it's fun. It's fun. Also, uh, today actually, just before I started recording, got a a shipment in of uh, some more acoustic foam that I needed. So I will be uh, probably later on in the day taking care of that. Uh, situation here in the uh, in the studio. I'll be uh, applying some more um, of the uh, old soundproofing here to keep uh, keep it going. Now, speaking of uh, soundproofing, I just want to say first of all, huge shouts out to all of my Patreon supporters out there. Shouts out to you guys. Thank you so much uh, for always supporting me and for having my back. Um, it's uh, it means a lot, uh, especially this year. Uh, you know, my Patreon was a year old. In November, and it's uh, you know I'm so I'm super stoked with the way it's grown. It blows me away. So, uh, if you guys would like to support me further, old Uncle Johnny, uh, go over to Patreon.com/slash John Wayne is dead, and you can check out all the tiers that I have available to subscribe to. Um, they come with uh, different things, you know, out of print stuff, a different story every month, uh, you know, stickers, all that kind of good stuff. Plus. Uh, every single tier gets you access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast, which comes out every week, um, as well here on uh, on my Patreon. It's a, it's a the third the one of three weekly podcasts that I do. I know it's crazy, <clears throat> but uh, because of that, actually, I was having these uh, the Awesome Dude podcast come out on Monday. They may, the last two came out on Tuesday. That might have to be the new day that it comes out, just because putting two out on the exact same day 
even though one's on my Patreon, it's just uh, it's it's uh, becomes a pain for it. Just it's just a lot of moving parts on my end. And yes, I've been doing it, but I think I'd rather space those out. So look, it will continue to come out weekly, but it looks like I'm going to move the Awesome Dude podcast to Tuesdays instead of Monday uh, because you need a break from me anyway. But just a day's break is pretty much all you need. So uh, yeah, so I'll, I'm going to have that there. But you can subscribe to any tier, get you that, and that podcast is where I talk to different artists from around the country uh, that I've met at conventions or just met on the road or become friends of mine, and and we get to know them better and what they do, and it's a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, so. Just any, uh, so check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash dead. You can uh, join the $1 Beer Club membership right now, and that gets you the podcast and all the back uh, episodes, plus everything that's on the Patreon wall. So even for $1 a month, you can make me holla, uh, and I'd appreciate it very much. So uh, thank you, that my Patreon. Now, speaking of soundproofing, I wanted to say, you know, I've been talking a lot about these, uh, you know, all the audio, the audiobook stuff that I've been recording. And uh, I did, you know, I did a couple stories for, yeah, short stories for for some things for an anthology or collection. I mean, uh, but as as I have announced, it's been announced by myself and Death Said Press and Chandler Morrison. Uh, I'm doing the audio book for Until the Sun, which is a awesome novel by Chandler Morrison. It's put out by Death Said Press, and it it is a uh, honey, uh, a humdinger honey of a of a novel. Uh, coming in at just around ninety thousand words, I believe. So, uh, it. it uh, I want to say I'm very excited to say that I have finished the recording of that uh, this week. Uh, it's it's done. I I'm done recording it. It it you know, and it took me a long time. And I'll tell you why. Number one, I, normally I don't think it would have taken me this long to do, but um, you know, my my deadline was you know, pretty flexible with this one. Um, so I had some other stuff I needed to finish up in the midst of me doing this. And, you know, it's not, it's not, um, some kind of easy undertaking to just do, start doing voiceover narration stuff. There's a lot of, lot that goes into just like, I, I talked to Michael Allen Rose, uh, on last week's awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast. If you want to check that out on the Patreon, it's up there now. You know, we talked about we were talking about doing freelance stuff. He he did a lot of freelance writing for uh, a little while, um, and I you know I'm talking I was talking about the the freelance audiobooks, and uh, we just you know there's a lot there's so much that goes into you know even just pre- preparing even setting up before you even push record you have to have all these things together and it's an it's a great learning process. Like I said, my you know I had I've had that. Uh, you know, the good luck to have a, a nice foundation of recording, uh, you know, kind of not schooling, but just like, you know, on the your job training, I guess, just from recording in different studios, um, you know, from all these years of playing in bands and uh, all that kind of stuff. So I have a, a little basic knowledge that I've been able to improve. Uh, but, you know, there, there, it's a lot that goes into it. Like I said, and this one, this one took me a long time, not only because it's very long of a book, but you know, and I'm getting my, you know, footing kind of get, you know, figuring this out a little bit uh, on the fly, not on the fly, but but I'm figuring it out more now that I sit down and take this, you know, serious kind of approach to it um, or more, you know, not that I wasn't taking a serious approach, but now it's like, okay, this is not me experimenting or trying to see if I can do this anymore. I'm being hired to do something. So, you know, it, we got to do it. Uh, so there was, a, there was a lot of things I just like learning and stuff like that that happened, but also... And, you know, I really dug this about it. And, and this is probably one of the things I like the most about it is, uh, you know, it's very it was very performative for me. 
uh, you know, I think I said <clears throat> I like to do voices and characters and from all my kind of theater background and speech and debate and, uh, you know, I'm kind of tapping into all that stuff again. And that's what's that's what uh, I found the majority of the time uh, went into when I would sit down and, you know, knock out a few chapters at once. It was a lot of, you know, the, the stopping that I did and going back. Uh, wasn't it wasn't so much of me stumbling over a word or misreading something or losing you know anything like that it was me wanting to take the line differently you know because a lot of times when you're reading especially you know it'll have a line like you know oh my goodness I can't believe that you did that she said she uh, and then it's like she whispered quietly and you're like oh shit you've already read you know that kind of stuff but also just like I I kind of gave these characters you know uh different voices, different personalities in my head where I went when I was reading these things. And that's just a ton of fun for me. So that is where a lot of my time went in in completing this. Now, you know, like I said, if I, I can definitely I would definitely be doing these a lot faster in the future. Um, now that I've got a better grip on what I'm doing and now I know how I want to approach it. You know what I mean? I know how I'm going to, you know, formulate characters in my mind and f- like a formulate these how these characters are going to be represented vocally wise uh you know not that I'm, I'm not changing anything but just in my mind and how I you know kind of go, can go into that place in my head when it's that character's turn to be reading or you know where where the narrator is at of this story like the omniscient voice or or, or the you know character that it's, it's being told through all very fun stuff for me so uh I'm I'm pleased to say that the recording is done now that doesn't mean that it, you know, you're gonna wake up tomorrow and it's uh, up there on Audible or anything like that. It has been. Uh, I it, it, I also have talked about before what a pain in the ass uh, ACX and Audible is and all the kind of bullshit that you have to do to uh, finally get your shit approved. But I uploaded all of the tracks and stuff last night to the site to where you load it to, and um, you know, it already it it brought up some of the issues that like you know you need to fix this decibel, change this one, <clears throat> so. You know, I have a few things to to fix, and I started fixing them last night, and I got a couple done, and I was like, I'm done. I'm just, I couldn't look at the computer anymore. So, uh, but those, you know, I'll clean those up all this week, and, and those will be up there uh, for the great audible man in the sky to then, you know, put up there. And But I, I'll, of course, keep you posted of all that and when, uh, when that goes up there. But that was my main bulk of this week uh, of doing things was, you know, putting together the, the studio more, putting together the room here. And, uh, and and recording that that book and getting it finished and it was um you know it felt really good to get that done like I said it was a long long book and a very good book I recommend uh, reading it until the sun by Chandler Morrison and um, very different vampire book and I love vampires this is a very very different kind of book and uh, I enjoyed the the hell out of it so check it out and then you can listen to me read it uh, sometime soon uh, you know in the next couple months or something whenever it comes out so Keep you posted on that. Anyway, no, uh, another huge thing that happened was I um, I released the uh, the pre-orders for the special edition version of Mage of the Hellmouth, my next book coming from Grindhouse Press in January here. And uh, as as I uh, you know as I was talking about before, I put together this this pre-order special deal where they come with uh, you know a, a custom twelve-sided die that I've designed, you know, with my handwriting, my pictures on it that I've drawn and stuff. It's very, very cool, and it goes with the book. And then it's going to come with, uh, 
and then a custom uh, a print that I that I drew for Major the Hellmouth. Very cool picture. I'm very I'm stoked on this this picture that I did. Um, not to put my Zove on the back, but it's very very cool. I, I I just I mean I'm trying to make it cool for the for the people you know for you guys if you bought if you got it, one of these pre orders. This is gonna be a badass picture, and uh, and just putting together the whole package and how how like the dice are gonna come and uh, when I send everything to you. Um, it, and it, it also comes with a special edition sticker and all the, the books are going to be hand numbered and the, you know, hand numbered on the prints as well as signed and personalized and all that kind of good stuff. So I announced last week that, you know, I was putting them up on Monday at 1 PM central time. And so that's what I did. I got all ready. I got my posts ready. I had the stuff for my website ready and at one o'clock and I just had everything set. So I just boom, hit, hit the button and it, it went on all my social media, like, here's the link, it's up, you know, and uh, so I, I had, you know, of course, you want to be optimistic, and hope that uh, I, I wanted, my hope was that they sold out, uh, I was like, I really want to sell all of these, and the other hope was like, man, that'd be great to sell them really quickly, too, because that is just cool, so I did that, uh, I launched the pre-order, and the, the link, and I sat here, and, you know, here at the desk for about 30 seconds, and uh, just kind of, you know, I don't know what I expected. I was just sitting here just like, uh, I don't know, I was waiting for my computer to explode. But uh, then I had my phone to the left here and I ding, I look at it and I was like, oh, cool, here's an order. And then uh, as I pulled that up, the email to look at it, my phone starts going ding, 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 all, and it's all orders for the, the Mage of the Hellmouth thing. And I was like, whoa, this is what I'm talking about. I was blown away by that. So, um, those did sell out. They are gone. Uh, thank you to everybody who ordered one. If you got one, uh, you know, congratulations, because they they were gone. And you know, I actually they sold out. And um, but I I was uh I was I you know I was a victim, I guess you could say. I don't. I was affected by this Google outage that happened. I I, I don't know if you you heard about this. You know about this? You Google outage. There was a Google outage apparently on Monday of last week, and I think there was one last Sunday as well, the day before, where I guess the email just like didn't work for several hours or something like that. So, so I guess shortly after I'd launched this, that happened. So like the last five orders or whatever, the last five emails, I didn't even get. Um, so I was kind, of, so I didn't know. I was like, oh, I guess I still have these left. But then I was when I was looking on my website. Uh, for, you know, just checking shit. I was like, wait, these are gone. What's up? So I actually went to Squarespace customer support. I'm like, hey, how come I didn't get these messages? Did I do something wrong? Is something else? No, turns out it was the Google outage. I was affected by it. I can't believe it. Cannot believe it. Most of you probably have no idea that it even happened, but it did. And uh, yeah, but all is well now. All of those things are sold. I'm very excited about it. Now, if you didn't get one, never fear. You know, Mage of the Hellmouth comes out on January 8th uh, in Kindle. It's available for Kindle pre-order right now still. Those are uh, available. The paperback, is not. they don't have a pre-order for the paperback other than the special edition one that I'm doing. Now, the book comes out January 8th, uh, 2021. But if you got one of these pre-orders, as it's stated on the website, those are gonna not going to ship until about two weeks after. That being that, you know, I have to get these books shipped to me first, and then I have to... You do all that rigmarole. So that's, I wish it was easier than that. But if you got the pre-order, it'll, it'll come a couple weeks after that. I'll put, po I'll post as soon as I know the exact date. 
Um, but so you have the, those are coming out. So if you didn't get a pre-order special edition, that's okay because there's more things coming with this book this in in 2021. There will be another uh, kind of release that comes of that that I can announce later. Um, so look out for that, and then look out for more of these. Uh, you know, this custom dice thing went over well. I'm very excited about that. So I, I would say look look to me. Look for a, a release of a couple of different custom playable dice, twenty um, sided and twelve sided, coming from me um, soon as well in the coming year in the new year. And, uh, yeah, so with the success of that, it looks like I'll be able to do some more things with this and, uh, you know, have some variants of the dice and just have different ones completely. And it's, it's, I'm very stoked. I'm very stoked. I'm very excited and stoked. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you pre-ordered, uh, one of the, uh, the books, uh, also, uh, also this, oh, this week, <clears throat> one of the things that I've been doing, and I hate to vague, be vague about this, but, um, I've been drawing my ass off uh, for a particular project that, um, you know, looks like it's one. This is one of those things where it's like, yeah, you got to put in a bunch of this work, uh, a lot of hard work right now to just to see if you can get it over the top like the deal. And once I get, you know, once I can talk about this freely, I certainly will and fill in all the gaps for you. But just know that there is a. uh, That I am working very, very hard on the next in the next few weeks. on uh, drawing furiously for this project that I uh, may or may not have go, and I will let you know uh, when it is. But I just want to let you know that that's what I'm doing a lot of drawing this week as well, and I will be doing a lot of it, um, you know, uh, this week too. And, why, and like drawing is cool when I when I'm working on drawing stuff. Drawing's cool. No, but it's uh, I can sit here, you know, back here in the studio at my nice big desk and. Uh, you know, have some bong rips and listen to music or listen to a podcast and draw. But also, I can move into uh, the living room of Evil and watch, you know, just put something on, watch horror movies. So that's what I was doing and and vast kind of going back and forth between TV shows. I watched a lot of good times. But I, I, ch- I checked out the new, uh, I didn't even know this existed. There was a remake made in 2009 of Night of the Demons. Now, I love that movie, you know, and of course, if you've listened, you know, I, uh, Amelia Kincaid, who plays Angela in that movie, is at a lot of the conventions that I'm at, and including the Texas Frightmare um, pop-up, uh, not pop-up, the storefront uh, horror store that Lloyd opened uh, a few weeks ago. Shouts out to Lloyd and Frightmare. They just had a, uh, another, they just had their second event this past weekend um, that you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on the day it comes out. And um, I, I wish I could have been there, just it, it didn't... Uh, I couldn't make it this one, but uh, the future I will be up there. And I did actually talk to Lloyd today. He said it went over well and uh, that it was awesome and he'd see me next time. So, uh, you know, uh, but anyway, Amelia Kincaid was there. I I talked to her for a little bit and met her um, because, I mean, I really like that movie. And I remember like I I have I'm not, you know, I buy I buy DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff like that. But, you know, it's um. I'm more of a mu- I guess music physical media guy and, and and books as well you know where but I ha- I have a Kindle yeah and I I read that at the gym because it's very practical uh but you know I I love to buy books and records and that kind of stuff and I I dig DVDs and Blu-rays but you know it's not um I guess I'm just not as into collecting them as some people are one of the reasons is you know I've got so access to so many fucking movies like on the streaming shit and i know it's not the same i know you know the the, even the 4k transfers are not going to be as 
beautiful looking as they are if you look at you know if you're actually watching the disc i know there's special shit that comes with stuff i I know that um but i'm just you know i i just spend my money otherwise i'm not against it i i do like to uh have some certain special editions in fact on my christmas list was the uh you know shout factories i think it's or scream factories uh Friday the 13th special, you know, whole special release of all the, you know, movies, collection, whatever. We'll see if that comes through. But I have, like, uh, I'm saying all this to say I actually bought the special edition Blu-ray of Night of the Demons uh, back, I don't know, a few years ago when I was in Denver. One of the times I was in Denver because I found it at a store and I was like, man, this movie is never on streaming anything. I want to uh, buy it. So I did. And as soon as I got home, it was on Shutter uh, for that month. But it doesn't matter. I have that. So, but I, I'm looking through the movies, and there's this 2009 remake of Night of the Demons, starring Edward Furlong uh, of Terminator 2 fame. Now, Edward Furlong is also at a lot of the the conventions that I'm at. So I'm like, all right, I I gotta watch it. What is this? I, I've never even heard of it. I'm sure there's a good reason I haven't heard of it, and there was. Uh, but it uh, it was bad, man. It it was bad. Now you know the original one is not like a a blockbuster award winning movie, but it was something. This the story is so convoluted. I didn't understand what what the hell they were doing, and then they seem to have no motivation for being at this party, like they're, for for like raising the. De- I don't know. It was uh, it was quite different. It seemed like they took the Angela element out of it. In a sense that she wasn't necessarily responsible for bringing the demons or, or, or partway. I don't know. It was so dumb. I, I couldn't, I, I did not even care to see the end. Like, there's 20 minutes left, and I was like, eh, fuck this. I don't care. Turned it off. Wow, what a stinker. And I like a lot of stuff. But I didn't know that existed. Um, and uh, you don't need to know it existed either. So, so that yeah, that was, that was a pretty big letdown. But otherwise, I've been watching a lot of good times. Um, the the show good times so that's been fun but I, I like to be able to do that while I'm drawing and kind of catch up on some older movies that I haven't seen oh I watched Death Wish 2 which made up for it in a big bad way buddy hey buddy how about I come over there and punch you in the face uh yeah so that was cool but uh yeah so that my that's my week. All this cool stuff happening. I wish I could tell you more about the secret projects or or projects you can't talk about, but um, I will as soon as I can. Uh, and I appreciate you guys always uh, following me and checking out my stuff. You know, if you if you if you don't already, you should follow me on Twitter and Instagram at John Wayne is dead, and you'll get all these updates. Or as well, just follow my Facebook too, John Wayne Commentale, and you can check out all of this stuff uh, too if you want to stay up on the release of things. Now. Uh, now, I think without further ado, we'll just move right into our three-card tarot reading of the week. As you know or do not know, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before every show. I just kind of write down the things on my mind, what's going on, and then just kind of get a fresh perspective through the uh, lens of the cards and what they stand for. It's a good way to shift that perspective. It's a good thought experiment. So um, anyway, I like it. If you uh, want to learn more about tarot, I do a card of the week, I mean card of the day reading on my Instagram every morning at John Wayne is dead. Uh, where I pick a card every morning and, and just kind of we lay it out for the day and that's it. And that's that. It's two minutes long um, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I like to learn. It helped, it's helped me learn and make it help you learn if you're interested. So check that out. Now, uh, for this week, uh, let's see. The first card that I had, Seven of Cups. Now, this card, this is a card I've had a, a lot. 
uh, you know, a few times we've talked about it. And this is where, you know, on the, the card has a, you know, person standing in front of these seven cups that are floating in the air in front of them. And they're filled with all kinds of things that are, are you know, cool or, you know, riches or popularity, you know, and uh, op- different opportunities. And they all look a little bit different. There's all a lot of different things involved in those things. But when we get the seven of cups in a reading, it's basically... It's like a kind of a warning to us. Like we we are having a lot of opportunities come available to us at the moment. There's a lot of things that you know we can reach out and 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 being they're being offered to us. We can reach out and take all of those things. There's no you know there's no like you can only have you can do this or that. Not with this situation. This situation, everything that's being offered to us, we can do, or we think we can. So. There's a couple this is, you know, barbed in a couple different ways here because with the when this when the 7 of cups comes in it's it's also saying we're in a time when this could be so overwhelming to us in a sense that we're prone to um kind of falling into what's not real or convincing ourselves. We're very prone to illusion of things that that are going to look a lot better than they actually are um opportunity-wise. And you know, we're kind of, like I said, we get overwhelmed at times and let our guard down sometimes. And we don't think uh, as much as we should before we act on some of these things. This is kind of a warning of saying like, okay, let's look deep into all of these things. Don't just, you know, everything, you know, like I said, all of these are going to look great on the surface. And oftentimes a lot of things do, but we have to do some digging before we, you know, uh, to find out what really this is all about, what really it's going to truly involve of us or from us and, and, and just do our due diligence and research on here. Also, you know, uh, be careful that we don't let our ego pull you, pull us in the, the decision uh, that we want to make here. You know, this is not uh, something that we want to get wrapped up in our ego because oftentimes then we're, we're going to pick the thing that looks cool and awesome and it's going to feed our ego at first, but it, it may not be what we think it is, you know, like I said. So there's that aspect to it. And also like, you know, with just because you can take all of these things, take and say you'll do them doesn't mean you should uh, at all. We talk about that a lot. You know, don't overload yourself. The more shit you put on your plate, when things start falling out of balance, all of those things are going to suffer because you're not able to give any one thing the amount of energy and time that it it requires and needs because you're you're taking on too much. You picked all the cups, shouldn't have done that. So we really want to take the time to do research and and to take some time with ourselves to think about this and make this a decision for ourselves, not not worrying about uh, what other people are doing and. Uh, when it comes to that. Now, on the other side of this, this can this can represent us uh, just kind of being just wishy, just just wish wishful times of of when we want to uh, we kind of romanticize uh, about the things we're going to do or create or change. Um, and then when it comes time to do them, we don't we're not going to do that. We don't take any action. It's just all wishes. You know, it's like <clears throat> it's like a you know, some of the examples are like wishing, you know, you're like, ah, I really, really wish I had a better, you know, better looking body. I'm going to go, I want to lose some weight. And you start, you know, coming up in your head with all these things like, yeah, I'll lose weight and then I'll get a new wardrobe and then I'll do this and that. But when it comes time, you know, to go to the gym and start, you, nah, 
I don't think so. You know, but it's it's one of those things where you're you, you spend too much time just coming up with ideas and taking no action and and, and just kind of thinking about what could be. Uh, that's that's lame. That's bullshit. Come on. I mean, you know, we need to if we want to do something. This card is telling us we need to pick something and do it. Um, and we actually need to put action behind this. Um, another thing that, you know, we need to make sure when we make these selections that what we pick is also grounded in reality. You know, is this something you can actually achieve? Is this something you can do in a time frame that's, that's you know, do that's realistic? You know, what, what is this? It, can this really happen? So that's something you need to look at or we need to look at. Um, as well, but we also could be fall have fallen into this kind of uh, kind of pattern where we're going from thing to thing to thing. Like all seven of those cups, uh, we're like, oh, let me try that one, you know. And you do it for a week or two, and they're like, ah, f- no, this is not no, the next one. And you're just moving on. You're giving no time for anything to truly develop, and you're not giving yourself any time to develop within an idea or an opportunity. You're just going from one thing to the next to the next. Um, so it's time to settle on something. We need to to pick um, what we're going to do here. Don't let ourselves get sidetracked. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the ways to do this is eliminate several of these things right off the bat. You know, if you have five options or this this one's there's seven options, you know, if you know three of them are completely off the map unrealistic and then one of the four that's left is is nice if you lived in a different lifetime or if you had if you you know if your life wasn't this or that to take those away so you're not even tempted by them you know and then then look at the ones that you really feel like you can do and that are you know achievable and that go along with your goals and research and then uh figure that out so you know um and this also you know we i i bring this up with this card a lot is the analysis paralysis thing where there's so many options you don't choose anything because you don't know what to do um we don't want to get stuck in that kind of frame of mind um either so uh so that's good i like that card a lot um all right next card five of cups reversed so with the five of cups reversed it's uh is when we get that it's t- talking about we may have had uh, just experienced or are in the midst of experiencing some kind of setback right uh in our path or or w- with what we're doing but this is something that uh this may be this is more than likely a setback that we have uh brought upon ourselves because we've uh made a misstep and we've made a mistake now this is not like a huge like you made a huge fuck up but you know sometimes we're learning, like, uh, for instance, for example, I was talking about doing these audiobooks, you know, I did a whole recording of uh, uh, Death Packs and Left Hand Paths that I have to throw away because I can't, I can't use it because I didn't, you know, do my research and figure out how to do this right first, so, you know, that's a mistake I made that's now, you know, a setback for me, right, so, Sometimes when we do that, and I told everybody, I don't give a fuck, but sometimes, you know, we get, we can get into our head where, ah, we, we feel so self-conscious about that. We don't want to bring it up to even our best friends or partners that we've made a mistake or that we have to start something over because it's, it's shameful, you know, and you, it, you know, it's, it's, it, it's a bruise to your ego. We don't want to look less than in front of our people we care about, um, or, or can care about us especially. So, you know we're we're keeping very guarded about that but we need to realize that 
that can kind of be a that can work against us because we're just going to be constantly going over this mistake and and we're going to not have any outlet for it so we'll be rehashing it i mean these are at least the things that i do in my mind so it, it helps to just go ahead and get this out to somebody just talk to somebody about it um and, and you'll find that just getting that out is is enough to kind of help you even process the fact that you have to start over or redo something that you met that that is messed up uh that or didn't work out the way uh that you could now um also with this, you know, you already feel bad. You feel bad. You don't want you don't want people to know because they're going to. You feel they're going to judge you. But you're you're also judging yourself pretty harsh on this. Uh, I I know. I think I think a lot of us. I you know, just speaking for myself, know what it's like to <clears throat> be super hard on yourself about something. Especially, we need to be especially careful of this if it's something we have no control over, which has been a lot of our situations this year. But even if we did have control over it, like I said, even if this was our thing, we we made the misstep, we can't beat ourselves up about it, right? We have to forgive ourselves too. We don't want to dwell in that too long either because it's, it's just this wallowing uh, kind of circular you know, pattern that we get stuck in, feeling sorry for ourselves, then we doubt ourselves, and then we get discouraged. You know, it's all this kind of negative thing that we do not want to get pulled into. So we need to make sure... We forgive ourselves. Don't be so hard on yourself. This is how we learn, right? Um, you know, we can't change what happened. We know that. We can't cha- undo the mistake we did. All we can do is learn. And so next time, we won't make that same mistake. Or if we're presented in a similar situation, we're not going to make that mistake. Or if this thing comes up, we're going to know how to, you know, navigate it better because we did this now. And we'll be, you know, it may suck right now, but we'll be grateful you know this is one of the things that you know we'll be looking back at this laughing in a couple of years you know that's that's the way it is you'll be like man that sucked back then but you know what look at me now and i missed three you know those three things that could have really fucked me up just because of this one so that's something to keep in mind now last card we got the devil the devil that's right everyone's favorite uh devil card so, you know, the devil's not all that bad of a card to get. Uh, wh- what it does is it's it's basically when you get the devil card, it's 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 asking us to take a we need to take a look at kind of our our daily lives, the kind of patterns and relationships, things that we've fallen into um that may be negative habits. Um you know, and these may be things that we just all start innocently enough, and all of a sudden we're like, "Oh shit, I've been doing that every day for uh, you know." I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, yeah, a lot of this you you immediately go to drugs and alcohol, and yes, that's that's true. But there's all kinds of weird habits and negative, uh, you know, pa- uh, you know, just negative uh, routines that we get ourselves in that we fall into that have nothing to do with those, but they're bringing us down. For instance, say if every morning you get up and you listen to the news while you're getting ready, um, and the first thing out of your mouth every morning is how bad everything is. Well, it's, yeah, it's awful out there again. Ah, today's going to suck. Yeah, no, looks like, well, no, it looks like today's going to suck. When you start doing that every day, and, and you're not even, you know, thinking about it as something that you're doing every day but man that that can really suck you into like a bad place you're just setting yourself up every day for like 
being less starting at negative, you know, because you're trying to work your way up to just baseline, you're already expecting everything to be bad. So that's that's a, that's just an example of these kind of things that we can fall into that don't have to do with like being physically addicted uh, to to something or mentally you know addicted. But those things do come in place too. So it, it's like, and these are um, also, you know, we need to, we look at these because sometimes these things are the path of that we're instant gratification, right? The devil uh, represents instant gratification in a lot of ways and and with this card it is we're we're sacrificing uh you know the long term of something to um get instant gratification now so whatever that may be we need to take a look at that as well so like you know it's it's one of those deals where we need to look at if you're going to pay you're going to pay me now or pay me later you know um there's no such such thing as a free lunch unfortunately so if you're doing if we're doing something in in uh that's an instant gratification thing for us and we just keep doing it, we need to really, really look at what the long-term effects of that are and uh, think uh, in that in that term. Now, also with the devil card, um, we, may f- we, we may be in this kind of mindset where we know we're on this wrong path. We know we have this bad habit or this negative habit, but we've also um, fallen into the, the belief that we have no control over it, that we just, uh, we can't help it, and... That's it, and we'll never break free. Uh, we, we get into this thing. We believe that this is what we have to do or have to have, and there's no other way. Um, but we can. We, you absolutely can. This is, just a, this is one of those thought patterns that we get into, and I know a lot of, this, a lot of things like this involve quite a bit more extensive therapy and uh, you know, life changes than just like, oh, look, there's some tarot cards. But I, I just say that to say that, you know, we can regain control over these kind of shadow elements that um, we might allow to take o- take us over from time to time. So just know that, you know, there's ways, there's ways and avenues, people we can talk to. We, we have control over these things, especially, especially, you know, the dumb little things that we want to make excuses about. I can't help it. You know, I would, you know, I would go run so I could lose weight, but these knees, oh, but this, but, but I have corns on my toe. God, give me a break. You, you do have control over these things. We can do it. All right. Um, and also, also, so with this, and, and just the gist of the, re- you know, what this card is, is this is, this is us uh, checking in on with ourselves to, to shine a light on something that may be not the best for us that we are engaging in, um, whether it's a job, relationship, addiction, substance, uh, habit, hobby, whatever it may be, now is the time to kind of shine a light on that and say, hey, don't forget about this. You know, like, you know, we know we're doing it. We're just not really talking about it to ourselves, you know, or acknowledging it so much. We're like, yeah, that's not a big deal. Now I got it. Now's the time to kind of take a look at that. Shine the light. Let's see what, what is really happening. And very much be thinking about the long term of of what we're doing right now and how it's going to alter or affect that or you know we we talk about creating the life we want for ourselves uh I talk about that a lot on here and you know these we need to we want to create the life we want for ourselves for the long term so we need to look at this in the sense of you know is this what is this going to cost me in the long term 
Uh, is it worth this? Who knows? So anyway, that's the reading uh, on that for today. Uh, I got a lot out of that. I hope you did as well. Um, but yeah, and I also, like I said, I do a tarot reading every single morning, card of the day on my Instagram. So check it out at John Wayne is dead. So, all right. I think that moves us uh, right on into our story portion of, of the day without a further ado. Uh, I know that it's Christmas week and everybody and their mom is doing a, um, a shouts out mom podcasts are, are talking about Christmas and holidays and all that shit. Well, talked about it ad nauseum with Christopher Triana on uh, the Christmas uh, episode coming out this week of vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. So if you want holiday and Christmas talk, we there's two and a half hours of it for you coming out uh, this this Thursday, just in time for your Christmas Eve uh, fun. Uh, and I told you know, a holiday story about work and stuff last week. This week, you know, I, I don't know how this story came to me, just like they do in weird situations. But uh, this is actually a kind of a sports-related story. Uh, my, my Herald, my Heralded? Is that, what, is that what it is? Are you Heralded sports career? I don't know. My, my, my hallowed sports career, uh, particularly my Little League Baseball uh, career and, and how that went, um, you know, I, that, that's the main sport I played growing up. So I thought of this kind of crazy story from, I was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of weird. So uh, I'm in the mood to sell that. So the, the without further ado, um, that brings us to our story, which is called Knuckleballer. I hardly know her. So, uh, I think, I mean, I've talked about this before and mentioned it before, but growing up, I played Little League Baseball uh, here in Houston for Northwest 45 Little League Association or whatever the fuck it's called. And, um, you know, I, I kind of, this is, I got, I got thrust into this. Um, this was one of those things where I have no idea how school works these days. I, I truly don't, especially now with all this, you know, fucking distance learning and bullshit, whatever that, whatever's happening, I have no idea. But back then, you would get all these kind of stupid papers that you'd have to bring home to your parents. Uh, this was in, in elementary school. This is when I was in elementary school. I was nine years old. Uh, I think I was eight going on nine, actually. And these are things like all the bullshit that they want you to join, like, um, any kind of scouting, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, they'll send you these notes home through school so you can get involved in a troop, uh, any kind of fundraising deal. At soccer and baseball is one of them. You know, they. So I think one day I took all of these, you know, papers that I get home to my mom and dad. And at the time, I wasn't doing anything other than just, you know, I wasn't involved in anything extracurricular as a kid, which to me doesn't seem like that, huge of a deal I, I guess it's I mean I don't have kids so I don't know how it is but it seems today it seems these days at least every person I know with a kid is like taking them to 17 different activities like they do gymnastics and they do this and then oh it's April so we swim now you know that's a lot of stuff that's a lot of stuff I don't know I guess that's the thing that you should do I'm not sure anyway I think that was what my parents were trying to do here because it wasn't like I, I, I came home and was like, uh, I, you know, I think I'd like to play baseball, Mom and Dad. Or uh, it wasn't like they sat me down and said, hey, son, how do you feel about playing some baseball out there? It wasn't that. It was just one of those deals where it was like, hey, guess what? You're playing baseball. And I was like, well, I'm, 
I'm playing G.I. Joe right now. No, you're going to be playing baseball, buddy. Here's a glove. We got to go pick up a uniform. Let's go. It was one of those things where I was like, oh, okay. I, now, I'd never thrown a ball in my life. I, I'd never held a baseball or swung a bat. I had no prior anything going into playing baseball as a kid. So <clears throat> it's quite fun to develop into that and learn. Um, and I did have a lot of I did have a lot of fun playing baseball. I really, truly did. Um, I know we I've discussed this before, where a lot of artistic people are like, "Oh, I don't like sports and sports ball and all this." Shut the fuck up. I like sports. I, I'm not some dyed in the wool fucking man cave sportsman or anything like that. But I like my home teams and I, I enjoy watching. Um, and going to baseball games is just fun. I, I mean, I'm sorry if you think baseball is boring. You know what? Don't watch it. Don't worry about it. I like it. So. In baseball, now I played a bunch of different different positions. Not really, I'm lying. Uh, I could tell you that I played mostly outfield uh, because I sucked. And when you're a kid in in little league and you suck, you get put in the outfield quite a bit. Right field in particular because no one hits it out there. Uh, very few left-handed batters are are there, so it's it's one of those deals. So I, of course I wasn't good when I first started, but I eventually did kind of get good in this one period of of my life. Maybe I think I was like 12, 13 where I was the like starting shortstop, not shortstop, second baseman. Uh, I played every game, started at second base, and we went to the playoffs and all that kind of shit that year. And I, uh, I, re- I mean, I didn't, I, I think I struck out one time. I had one strikeout for the entire season. Otherwise, I was just like sick triples, doubles. I'm telling you, this is just like I was in the baseball zone. Everything was lined up in like the house. The moons were in the right houses and everything for me to all of a sudden be good at baseball in that moment, only under these circumstances. And what really, you know, uh, disappointed me about that at the end of that year was they always have a all the all-star game. Of course, I'd never even been like, I'd never been even considered for for it. and I and, you know I played cuz I played regular and then I play fall baseball cuz that's like the off season doesn't really count for anything kind of all exhibition game type stuff but I so it was besides playing baseball year round for at least 5 years leading up to that maybe you know 5 years 4 4 years I don't know maybe I, I can't remember but I so I was I was good and this was like the best I'd ever done and I was like of course I'm going to get picked I, I got to get picked to go to the All Star game from our team because they pick like three people I guess from each team maybe to do the All Star games or they fight against each other or whatever they do and uh, you know, my ma- my manager our manager was cool he was a young dude he was probably fucking his like mid twenties or something back then and his brother played on the team with us and his brother was cool and he was cool like they, they weren't like too cool for school like you know he was a very good coach and very uh, i really did like him but he picked the all he told us what the all-stars were after our last game and uh you know one of them was his brother which is fine but i wasn't selected and that really kind of stuck with me i was like oh shit i really thought i was going to get picked to be an all-stars that's that really sucked but <clears throat> that aside uh, like I said, I played several positions and I got dropped in, you know, every once in a while, I'll play first base, you know, move over to third center field, that kind of stuff. But, you know, oh, and I was a catcher for a long ass time too. Like maybe two seasons I played catcher that sucked. I was like, I don't want to play catcher anymore. Sitting down in like the, sometimes like it would, God, playing catcher sucks, dude. It really does. It's the Texas heat. Jesus Christ. But, you know, a pitcher is a pretty specialized position. Like, that's something you specifically practice as pitching, you know. Um, 
that it, it's it's very very different than any other the other baseball positions and usually they're like you know if you're a pitcher or not like you're pitching uh i was never a pitcher never did i try to be a pitcher but i did i did uh try a, a pitch this happened quite on accident um i i uh i learned what a knuckleball was uh from some of the other baseball kids i was hanging out with and i didn't know what that was at the time and um <clears throat> then they showed you know they i don't know how we looked at it. it wasn't internet or anything back then but they explained it to me and you know you figured it out and i think we maybe saw the espn thing if you don't know what i'm talking about knuckleball is a pitch where when the pitcher throws the ball it does not spin at all it's just like a ball like you know, it's like you just let go of a ball and it just flew through the air at you, not spinning, just like moving straight at you. Now, sounds it's weird, but the way you do it, you have to like you grip the baseball with like the very tips of your fingers pulled back, almost like a like you're doing like a claw, um, and that's kind of how you hold it like that. And it's it's very much uh, it's bring your arm forward but when you release with your fingers kind of popping them out so there's no spin on the ball it's just like the force of the ball like it's just firing straight out of a cannon or something and the thing and i you know that's more i think a psychological pitch really because it looks weird coming at you as a batter you're not used to it it totally throws off your rhythm of what you're expecting because you know you you practice doing things like hitting the fastball of course you practice hitting the curveball you you know you practice hitting a slider but no one really is out there throwing knuckleballs a whole lot for you to practice and also it's not a pitch you can just throw a whole bunch of you know this is typically someone that's like a reliever gets brought in that you know they throw knuckleballs so that you bring them in to win the game because you're going to throw all the batters all off but um, it, it's one of those type of things, and I don't even know if 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 it's there's anybody known for knuckleballing in modern baseball. I'm sure there is, and I'm just not aware. But you know, so this is nothing like okay. So now I know what a knuckleball is. So I'm just practicing it with my you know buddies or whatever, um, trying to do it. And you know, one of those things where you're just you know all of a sudden like oh I think I got it, and you know I'm throwing knuckleballs to my friends, and then I'm at practice one day. Um, and when you first get to practice, you know, you have to warm up, you know, you get a grab a partner, one of the guys, and you're supposed to warm up for a few minutes, throw the ball back and forth. So I think I was like one of the coach's sons on this particular team I was on. Um, and this was a little bit older, probably 14 or 15, maybe. Um, and I <clears throat> probably 14, actually. And I'm throwing and I just like we're throwing the ball back and forth. And I just without saying that, I just throw one of the knuckle. I just try to throw one of the knuckleballs that I was practicing. And it's like this perfect, unmoving fucking knuckleball to the to the guy. And he like he sees he's like, whoa, whoa. And like puts his glove up. He barely catches like, whoa, whoa. Can you how did you do that? Can you do that? And I was like, eh, I don't know. I've been working on it. I'm not he's like, do that again. So I like I threw it to him and he was ready and he squatted down. He's like, can you like pitch that like a can you actually throw it like a strike? And we tried it. And he's like, he tried it a few times, whatever. He goes and gets his dad. And he's like, dad, come look at this. So. Now I'm showing the coach that I'm I'm doing this knuckleball thing, and he's like, "Oh, that's pretty cool. All right." So, you know that that's pretty much all that's said of it. Then we play our game or practice or whatever we're doing, and um, you know, throughout the next maybe couple of weeks, I uh, you know now now like everybody, you know, the other guys are like, "Oh, show me show me that knuckleball," you know, because everyone on the team knows 
And like I said, this is not this is like a this is not like a, a, a huge talent to be imbued with. This is basically like uh, you know street magic. I would say you know this is sleight of hand that you're doing uh, with this pitch. Basically, it's not. I, I don't want anybody to get it twisted. Like I had some great baseball phenom talent. This is not that at all. Um, plus, another thing is you have to be accurate when you throw it. It wasn't like I was practicing this for accuracy or anything. Uh, but you know, the coach, you know, I'm, I'm doing it in practice, fucking around. And the coach is like, yeah, well, one day we might have to put you up there and give that a try. And I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. So famous last words, you know, or, or, or your lips to God's whatever butthole, I think, or butt and you're kissing it. Mm. Uh, here we we have a game one Saturday afternoon and he, you know, towards the end coach, like we go back to take the field and he's like, Hey, we're gonna you're gonna pitch this inning and I was like what like I've never even practiced pitching he's like yeah yeah go do that knuckleball go do your knuckleball thing and uh we're gonna win this game and get out of here whatever like okay so they put me you know get on the mound in between innings you know and I'm like "Uh, I've never done this before and I'm just practicing throwing pitches and I'm like terrified right like I I've never done this before so I'm, I'm but I'm trying to act cool. I'm trying to practice throwing this knuckleball that I've never really practiced truly before with throwing with any accuracy. So here's what happens. So they get up like um first batter and I I stand on the mound and I go to do my wind up and throw the pitch and the the umpire, you know, as soon as I let go, he steps he's a balk, balk. And, and you know steps out and I'm like balk what the fuck um and the batter gets the base when you balk right and or and also if there's anyone on base they advance and what a balk is or balk or whatever is when you make some different as, as a pitcher you you can only in your wind up you can only take so many steps or something or move your feet a certain way the way you step back and then to the side which I thought I was doing. Apparently, there was something wrong with the way I moved my feet that it was a balk, and I was like, oh, and uh, okay. And the man, he's like, yeah, we got to do this. And I was like, all right. So then I'm just trying to stand there and just not even do like a wind-up, just kind of like a one of the put my foot on the rubber and, you know, step back, just step forward, I mean, and throw the ball. Uh, so I think I got like maybe two pitches. You know, they weren't very great. But then uh, the next one I threw, balk. And I was like, what the fuck, Balk? What do you mean? What am I doing? And he's like, you can't move that foot there, son. And I was like, I'm not moving it. And my coach's like, calm down now. Just keep that. And he comes out there and he's like, look, just keep your foot here, this, that, and then just throw it. Be all right. And I'm getting frustrated, <clears throat> you know, of course, because I've never done this before. Also, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. And I, I think that I'm doing it right. And, I, and I'm not understanding that I'm not or how I'm not. And so, you know, I get it. So the coach is like, all right, here we go. Next. So... Uh, now I have two people that I've put on base just from balks. Uh, so I go to throw the next pitch, balk, and I'm like, oh, fuck, that's it. And I, I'm, like, really visibly mad, not, like, crying or anything. I'm just like, fuck, what do you mean? Come on. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Coach comes out. All right, let's just uh, – this wasn't a good idea. Let's go ahead and take you out. So, uh, yeah, uh, they took me out, and um, they like, well, maybe we'll practice this and try it later, put in a put in a real pitcher and, and finished the game. But – yeah, that uh, you know, I I think I threw a total of about maybe five or six pitches total in my uh, little league pitching debut, 
put three loaded the bases with balks uh, because um, I couldn't move my feet correctly to even get my knuckleball out there to give it a chance. Didn't even get a chance, kid. Uh, but you know, I don't know why that came to me. I think we were thinking uh, talking about something that had to do with baseball. Or I I don't remember, but you know, it just came to me, and I was like, wow, what a what, what a crazy thing that was I've never you know just thrust me into pitching because you think I can throw this trick pitch you know on on command or something uh which man wouldn't have been awesome if I could wouldn't it have been an awesome story for me to say and then they put me in and I knuckleballed everybody three strikeouts in a row they took me out of the you know everyone carried me out and dumped Gatorade on me and uh you know I became like the best ever that would be cool um but I guess it wouldn't be me. So I, I tried tried to be a knuckleballer, but uh, instead I turned out to be a rock and roller. God, it really sounded better in my head. All right, there you go. The old knuckleballer story. Uh, fun little baseball story there. Uh, so thank you guys again for joining me for another week. If you're new to the show, thanks for checking it out. As always, go to johnwayneisdead.com to get all of your John Wayne needs. Uh, the shop page there has all of my books in stock, stickers, records, T-shirts. All of that comes personalized and sent to you with a little extra love from me. Uh, all of my books are on Amazon and Kindle as well. Don't forget about Major the Hellmouth coming out January 8th. Uh, and check my social media for all the cool things going on around that at John Wayne is Dead on Twitter and Instagram or my Facebook page, John Wayne Caminale. Uh, be sure to listen to Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne every Thursday. And um, check out the Patreon for the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast. And to uh, throw old Uncle Johnny a little support here at patreon.com slash John Wayne is Dead. So uh, thank you guys so much. And I hope everyone has a wonderful week of however you celebrate holidays. And uh, I hope that we all uh, throw the knuckleball that is our heart this uh, holiday season at our loved ones. All right. <laughs>